Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of TXR, your favorite place to talk game Sunday night, unless, of course, you're tuning into the last episode of Game of Thrones. I can't wait to tackle tonight's topics, and there's a nice variety here with some very intriguing partnership announcements and some late-breaking rumors going on. Of course, I'm your host, Invader, the voice of Gaming Reason, and let's get to the intros for tonight. All right, fellas, we got here Tim Dog. How are you doing this past week, my friend? Doing great. What a week. Big news. And uh, we're going to share it all today. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about uh, some of this new late-breaking stuff that we were just talking pre-show. Happy to be here Sunday night, you know, relaxing. And uh, we're going to talk some uh, Xbox. So I'm happy to be here uh, with a great panel and yourself, a great host. Uh too kind, my friend. Too kind. Uh, Megatron, uh, have you been uh, my my uh, Decepticon buddy? I've been good. I've been good, man. <laughs> Ready to uh, talk some uh, news, man. A lot of stuff that came out this week, uh, surprising stuff. So uh, plenty to talk about. Let's do it. All right. All right. All right. And Southbound, uh, how's life been treating you, bud? Man, life's been good. I, I've been gaming my ass off lately. I, I've been playing so much games, like I, I, I haven't done much else. So everything is beautiful. <laughs> everything is beautiful. You hear that, folks? Well, also, before we begin, I would like to wish my fellow Canucks a happy Victoria Day long weekend. In case uh, you hear fireworks going off and my dog going nuts in the background, that's the reason why. So, uh, hey, it's Victoria Day here in Canada. And remember, everyone, please act responsibly, be responsible, and keep safe. Um, let's see here. How's everybody doing in the chat? Uh, who do we got here? All right, we got Michael Monkey Punch. Hey there, uh, Monkey. How you doing, bud? Siberia, thank you for joining us. Oh, the chat's already lit. Shizno Elite. Hey, buddy, thanks for joining Shizno! in. Exactly. Yeah, we got some good guys here already. People are starting to pile in. All right, guys, let's move into the first topic of the evening. And we've had a lot of notable games released over the past week or so. Games like Rage 2, which, well, people either seem to really love or really hate, depending. Uh, we got a really narrative-focused game, A Plague Tale Innocence, Sniper Elite 2, Elite 2 Remastered, and a few others. Uh, panel, have any of you been playing at the, these new games or picking them up soon? Tim, I know you've been playing Rage 2 a lot recently since it came out. Uh, why don't you give us your thoughts on it so far? How are you enjoying it? Um, I played it one night, played it for about six hours. I was uh, in a chat with a dealer and a couple of other Xbox guys, and we were, you know, talking about it. But I have to say, um, that was the night before the the big announcement, the big partnership. Uh, so I woke up to all that stuff in the morning. But I have to say, I really uh, enjoy Rage. Uh, I don't think that it's uh, it's not the sharpest looking game, but the 60 frames per second really is nice to, to, to feel. You can really feel it. Uh, the game, um, while it's, uh, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's basically you could, from the start of the beginning, you could either just free roam or you can go within the missions. I personally love free roaming and just driving around and taking out uh, different areas and different, you know, different, you know, places to, to loot and stuff like that. 
uh, I had a lot of fun with it. It's just, it's just, a, it's a mindless game. If you like shooting and blowing up and, and that type of stuff, that you don't have to use your mind that much. Uh, you know, you don't get lost in the game. It's just, it's pure fun. Uh, I do think I do see some of the criticisms, but in my opinion, the fun outweighs most of everything that you can complain about. Uh, do I think that the game could look better? Uh, the answer is yes, but you know you can't have everything all the time. Uh, I, I think for what they did, the 60 frames per second was the right move. Uh, the game uh, is is uh, I recommend it. Uh, like I said, I played five hours. I crewed 120 gamer score. Uh, I was into it. Um, it was the one night that I had I could play. I played till like five in the morning, and uh, I, I I recommend. So far, I would say that. Uh, if you like mindless games that, that you can just shoot and, and you don't really uh, have to uh, think too much, this game's for you. Uh, and if you like games that, you know, are a little, little more refined and uh, you have to go uh, go about things in a methodical way, this might not be for you. So, uh, but I recommend it. I had a lot of fun with it. All right, all right. Yeah, I've been kind of tempted by it because I've seen a lot of uh, people that we know in the community over Twitter uh, praising it. People are having fun. Uh, I've also seen the flip side of that. And I'm still in between on it, but it does look pretty good. I, the gunplay looks fun. The world seems, well, pretty interesting for an apocalypse. And, um, you know, I played the first game and I thought it was okay. I mean, for its time, it was beautiful, but it kind of ended on a whimper. It was kind of disappointing that way. Um, Southbound, or what have you, you know been what? playing? <clears throat> I've been playing a lot of Division 2, but uh, the other night, I don't know if you noticed that I tweeted out that I finally got to level 30 and, you know, I was all happy about it. Well, after that, after a long night of grinding, I said, you know, I'm going to pop in this Rage 2 and just, you know, kind of see, you know, what's up with it. And so <laughs> I popped the game in, did the little, you know, you choose your character and all that. And then, you know, you get your first gun or whatever. And literally, I don't know, I probably took about 20 steps and I fell asleep. <laughs> so, so yeah so i mean it, the, the game i was like hell oh, man this is pretty cool this is nice yeah all right you know mm -hmm. like like tim said the visuals i mean they're not perfect but they are they are pretty but they're not perfect by no no yeah. stretch of the imagination but it, it, it looks good you know um i just i i guess i was just way too wore out from from division and you know my mind was just mush so i uh I passed out on the sticks. So I was just going to say it couldn't have been that bad, right? Like it was. Just, no, 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 no. Yeah, no. It definitely wasn't a game. It was just you know my my ass was tired and, and uh, you know I was done. Yeah, oh, yeah. Rage Two looks good, and also for me, um, a Plague Tale Innocence looks good too. Is I'm just my catalog is is humongous. It's like what am I like just under seven hundred games, and mm -hmm. uh, I'm just really trying to just like. Show some restraint and at the very least catch these games on the sale, even though they're worthy probably of day one purchases um, without the multiplayer. You know, some people feel like if it's no multiplayer, then they'll wait. But for me, that really doesn't matter. Um, but I do want both the games. I'm going to kind of hold out. Sniper Elite, uh, not so much. Mm -hmm. I probably... You know, I, I mean, going back, I, I have all the games. I just don't know if I'm going to have time to go back and play like Megatron said. They, they're just it's tough, man. It's yeah, tough. backlog, you know, first world problems. Mm -hmm. you know, oh, yeah. Now, 
I'll totally admit, like, I, I probably won't be picking any of these up. Maybe there'll be summer games for me. It's just, yeah, you know, I'm trying to whittle away at the backlog. Plus, mm. I want to save my time for some uh, games popping up in Game Pass, like uh, Void Bastards. Looks like it has a release date now, uh, I think, next week. So I really want to try that out, give it a shot. Um, like the Void, Void Bastards was announced a Game Pass game? Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice, nice, nice. I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, has a release date at the end of May, and uh, yeah, it's going to Game Pass Day One, so that's pretty cool. I can't wait to try that out. Dang, Game Pass is uh, really worth it. But uh, yeah, you know what, guys? There's some interesting games there. Uh, Plague Tale. Heard different things about. Uh, you know, a couple of polarizing games there, but I want to move on to some late breaking news that we were just talking about right before the show started guys um in the chat room um there's a new leak out a bit of an information dump if you will about uh, supposedly um a poster on negaf uh has posted a whole bunch of information about uh, microsoft's conference and what games we'll be seeing there um i'm just going through the list now grain of salt grain of salt I didn't see this. I didn't yeah, see it just, just, just came out. out. It's oh, man. Just, just like just now. Breaking news. Yeah, pretty much breaking. And again, guys, like I've said on previous shows before, you know, take this with a grain of salt, like South was uh, saying, suggesting there. Like, we don't know. We don't know. But there's, when we see these games here, uh, there's a lot of highly probable games. I'll just list everything off really quickly. Uh, supposedly. He starts by saying Halo Infinite will be shown, new trailer, holiday uh, 2020 release, cross-gen, Gears 5, uh, full gameplay demo reveal, walk, um, September release date, um, which it was leaked to be that, so we'll see if that comes true. Gears Tactics info dump, new trailer and release date for PC later this year. Ori and the Will of the Wisps, uh, final trailer with a release date later this year. Bleeding Edge, Ninja Theory's next game. Uh, apparently, he has uh, conflicting reports on this and what exactly it will be, but it'll be a sci-fi universe, and it will be for 2020 as well. Uh, we'll have Outer Worlds gameplay and uh, release date. Cyberpunk will be there with new gameplay and a, an actual release date, apparently. This one, I'm... Kind of, I'm very interested to see if it comes true. Uh, Age of Empires, um, info dump and uh, reveal. Fable, uh, apparently, well, he goes into detail here about a few things, but we might get a trailer from the sounds of it, a teaser trailer. Apparently, it's still not ready to be fully shown off, but we'll get a teaser just to let uh, to let us know it's in the works. Uh, sea of Thieves, apparently there'll be some updates on that as well. Battletoads will uh, get a release day in gameplay. Project X Clouds, there'll be a huge info dump, uh, something about public tests and rollouts, and how it will be a big focus of Microsoft's going into the near future. And of course, what everybody's been talking about, Xbox Lockhart, uh, a Scorpio-style reveal, and Anaconda as well, and talking about the uh, next-gen systems. Also, there's talk here about them going into third-party big-time. Uh, what else? 
as far as exclusives go, they'll have a mech game, which has been talked about by Industry Insider Clobriel before. Uh, there's a high chance that it could be a mech assault game or a mech warrior. We'll see there. Um, supposedly, this would be interesting, the next Forza Motorsport will be revealed. Um, and yeah, I'll be skipping on to next-gen consoles. Capcom will have a big showing there. They'll reveal their next title. A uh, few Japanese games. Uh, Rare are going to apparently showcase. We're going to hear about their next-gen IP, which will be a new IP. It won't be like a, a reboot of anything they've done before. So we'll see something new from them. And supposedly, there will be a Perfect Dark reboot. Now, we've heard this before. It'll be done by an outside studio. Rare doesn't want to do work on their old IPs anymore. So that'll be showing off. And, you know, I can go on and on here, guys, but apparently there'll be more studios announced. Uh, he's not 100% certain here. He talks about IO Interactive, Relic Entertainment, Asobo. Bungie. That would be nice. I would wish for Bungie, but he even talks about Platinum Games, Blue Point, 4A Games. They did Metro. And um, I think that's about it. But uh, sorry, guys. I know there's I, there's a lot of info here. I'm just trying to read through it quick. You should, you should link to the. Uh... That sounds like a great list, though. I yeah, mean, yeah, put, uh, put a link. Well, it's on EOGAF, so if you go to EOGAF, it's, it's right there. Yeah, a Mech Assault, Fable, a reboot of Perfect Dark. Here, I mean, I'll put it in uh, our little DM here if you guys want to uh, look at that. I'll post that. But uh, judging from what I've said, guys, how do you feel about this chat? Let me know what your thoughts are on this list. Uh, Tim, obviously, uh, you've been following this uh, a little more so than the rest of us. Uh, how do you feel about this list? Is this plausible? Because we've kind of heard this uh, over the past couple of months as well. Do you think it's legit? Um, I don't know. I, to be honest, it's very hard to say with these type of things. It's like, Let's be honest. If me and you and this whole panel said, "Let's make up rumors," this is basically what the what the rumored list. Ninety percent of the list it would yeah. look like, you know. Yeah, so, and, and, and come on, this 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 stuff happens like what every couple of weeks before E three. Oh, here's a huge dump of what's going to happen. This is E three spoiled. You know what I mean? And it comes to find out only maybe a half of one rumor comes out true. So, all right. of it pulls well, me in, man. I want it all to be true. A new mecha uh, salt. Yeah, well, you... <laughs> if that was all true, if that's all true, we'll, we'll be very, very happy. Uh, mm -hmm. what, I, what I don't think is true is that they're going to have that much. I do think, like we were talking pre-show, they are going to have another event, XO 2019. So uh, I do think that if they had all of that, they would push off some of that to, to 2019. Now, now, while this is a rumor and while we, we did say what we just said, in three years ago, NeoGAF was uh, basically the culprit of um, there was a report, there was the same type of info dump that was on their, um, on their, on their forum. And it was the same thing. I think it was Nocturnal was the username. And that, that user basically did have all the info. 
and he did spoil the the E three. So mm-hmm. you have to also consider that this is not like wasn't know, that wasn't that like three years ago when he yeah. spoiled all the Halo Master Chief collection and all that scale bound. <laughs> Tim's botting a little bit. Oh, Tim, you're botting. Yeah, yeah, that was all. Can you hear me now? Yeah, bot, yeah. Botting? You sound good all now. Right. You... So, oh, but. Okay, so the point being is, is that you have to take it with a grain of salt, but there also could be some real stuff here. What I've heard behind the scenes, there is definitely a new Rare IP. You can take that to the bank. That's going to happen. Will they show it? I don't know. Perfect Dark Remake, again, heard through the grapevine. They wanted to do that the worst way for the longest time. It makes sense that, uh, that, that they would do something like that. I've heard that for a long time. I think that even people were thinking the initiative was going to be doing that. Obviously, that's not going to happen now. Looks like they're working on a new IP. But, um, yeah, it's fun stuff. Uh, But just don't get too crazy. But if all that stuff was true, wow, that would be like, I think everyone here would be like. You know what? On face value, I'm just going to say that's that's a lot. I think that's too much to be in, in one show. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, true, he talks though. about six studios. He talks if you read the whole thing, he's like three studios, and then he goes into three other potentials. So I, I, I think that the guy whoever did this is very knowledgeable. Um, and he's taking pretty much all the solid rumors and put it in if, if he is bullshitting. Or the guy might really know something. And Microsoft's notorious for for, for letting leaks go through. So it's it, you know it's possible we could have a real leak here. Um, well, well, last year they nothing leaked, right? Nothing leaked last no. year. Yeah, yeah. Cause I remember was, everyone was just kind of big, huge sigh of relief that nothing leaked. They were like, "Really? Right. It's this day of E three, you know, a press briefing, and nothing's leaked." Oh my god! I'll be honest yeah. though, this looks like a pretty safe like kind of a list. I mean, he goes into detail sort of, but he's kind of vague with some things. Um, I don't know. It's like, like basically, we've been saying, like, I mean, this is a good list, but it's a lot. I know that, that I think their conference is going to be a little longer this year, if I'm not mistaken. But I think they said hours. an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. That's two, what it's been. two hours, hour and a half to two hours. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, they're going to have to fill it up with some stuff. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Capcom showed off their next title. Obviously, Devil May Cry had a big showing last year. I think Microsoft got some positive energy from that. Uh, Phil was in Japan and Korea the past uh, week or two. Um, So, you know, they're going to get uh, there's obviously going to be like some more Japanese push. Um, It'll be a new Street Fighter. Come on. (laughs) <laughs> hey, I wouldn't be surprised if Persona finally showed up. It's on everything else but huge. Xbox. Um, that would be huge. And, I mean, one of my bets would probably be seeing a Fable teaser of some sorts. I mean, just to get the fan base energized of something coming. But Yeah, that was another thing. He said they were going to show a teaser for Fable. I don't know if you, you covered it. They yeah. say that. And, and, and for me, listen... They gotta show that. Well, That's you the know one what? thing I do think that, that they have to show is that when, when it comes to Fable, out. it's it's been rumored for a long time, and and I'm one of the people when there's smoke, there's fire. So there's definitely something brewing somewhere. Yeah. Well, I wonder what that something is. Though, how long has it been since Fable Three? How many years? Is it even uh, oh, well, it's uh, three sixty. 
2009 Fable 3? So it's been like 10 years. You got like a probably entire, you know, uh, generation that probably didn't even play the game at all. So I'm wondering if, you know, maybe possibly a remaster. You no. think you, you think it'd be it's, worth it? it? No, it's going to be Fable 4. Okay. I'd be, I'd, 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 Fable 4, I'd be satisfied 100%. with that. Mm-hmm. Well, the way this guy words it, I don't know, like, I mean, it almost sounds like he's thinking it's going to be like a complete reboot of the series, but we'll see. I mean, that's what I would imagine, but eh, we'll see. If it's a reboot, that's fine. That's kind of like a sequel. Just, I don't think they're going to remake a three or, or the original, uh, especially being them a new studio. It looks like Playground, listen, your gamer already came out and said, uh, this is happening. This is definitely our mm-hmm. sources have it. Uh, long before, you know, there have been other people that, that have claimed this. Uh, at this point, I think that they need to introduce Fable just because, uh, if, if they're sure if they have it, just because that's, you know, that's going to give them a big game that, that a lot of fans have wanted for a long time. I mean, when Fable Legends was canceled, even though it wasn't in a great state, um, the game pissed a lot of people off, if you remember. A lot of people were upset. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was a lot of fans of Fable. A lot of people want that RPG. So if Well, it, it, it was that and Scalebound within a couple months. So it, it, was, yeah. it was too fresh. Yeah, well, not only they closed Lionhead, canceled Fable Legends, they shut down uh, Press Play. Yeah. Uh, there is a few things, uh, not to mention letting go of Twisted Pixel. Uh, and then scale bound phantom dust you know the list goes on they were really uh you know toning down things cutting costs it was um you know seeing them scale back like that you know that was pretty sad when you were expecting things from them um this list i mean it looks pretty good i i would love a new mech assault or a mech game period I think they really need to address that, you know, bring back some of those old IPs that people cherish from the uh, OG Xbox uh, Xbox days. Um, I don't know. Michael look- Monkey Punch well, once said, yeah, he's, but he, he's talking about Killer Instinct uh, news at E3. I wouldn't mind maybe a Capcom Killer Instinct mash, you know, something mm-hmm. of the sort, possibly, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Killer Instinct did really well for them. Uh, they had a few seasons of it, and they gambled on it. Did really well right off the bat, and uh, they had uh, they had a solid hit there. And I I could see them investing in it more. You know, making it into a proper like uh, package. You know, I would love it for have to have like Mortal Kombat. You know, kind of visuals and like that kind of a backing. You know. I really want a proper story to it, you know, and uh, I don't know. I'm, I'd be excited for another Killer Instinct game. But, hey, Mick Gordon has to come back on the soundtrack, guys. I miss him on the, <laughs> the soundtrack. That guy rocked. But, um, I don't know, uh, like Megatron, do you think that uh, that this list here, like from what we've been talking about, doesn't sound at least, you know, possible, reasonable? Some of the stuff, again, like you said, Fable. Um, I wish I had the list in front of me to go back over what you said, but Fable, um, Mech Assault would be huge. Um, I played a lot of that. Oh, is it? I played a lot of that in um, on the first OG Xbox. Tons of it. Thank and you. Um, I would love to see, even a re- I would say, I would settle for a remaster with some, uh, mm-hmm. maybe some uh, cloud destruction, possibly. Oh, I love it. 
Yeah, well, if I remember correctly, even the, uh, I remember uh, Mech Assault 2 Lone Wolf, it had some pretty decent destruction back in the day, too, you know, uh, knocking down buildings and stuff. If they had, I can just imagine with uh, today's technology, like, you know, Battlefield does some impressive stuff. I mean, obviously, you know, you saw some stuff with Crackdown and uh, other games, but, oh, I would, I would kill for that. You know, blow it, you know, having mechs roll around giant cities and blowing up stuff or forests, whatnot. Oh, I would totally be into that. But uh, yeah, guys, you know, it seems like an interesting list. Uh, take everything with a giant grain of salt, especially when you're dealing with these websites. But uh, you never know. But it's it, it looks pretty good. It looks pretty good. Um, but anyways, I think we're going to move on to our next topic. And it's pretty big news that broke out a day ago. Microsoft and Sony announced a partnership that focuses on innovations to enhance customer experiences in their direct-to-customer entertainment platforms. So both will explore, explore joint development for future cloud technology relating to... One thing I just... Yep. You there, Tim? I think he was going to say that Nintendo's actually jumping on on board as yeah, well. That came out today. I was going to go into that. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Um, but Wait yeah, a yeah, yeah, go go on. I, I did I blip? <laughs> yeah, you blipped. You blipped, my man. But yeah, I was just going to say no, that. Uh, yeah, we got some bodden. But, uh, yeah, Microsoft, like, uh, Sony's going to use it, the, uh, the Azure servers for streaming and uh, gaming and AI making their way to all of Sony's platforms for gaming. So, uh, you know, panel, this is pretty big news here. And, of course, um, you know, to add to this, there's a rumor going around today, as uh, Tim and the guys were saying, about Nintendo also in talks with Microsoft to bring Azure to the Switch for game streaming, which, you know, it's very interesting because we're, you know, not too long ago, guys, if you recall, we were talking about Microsoft and Nintendo working on something with Xbox Live support. Now, what are your thoughts on this panel? Um, what's your take on this? I mean, we know Sony's online isn't the greatest. Nintendo's, I mean, it's, <laughs> I don't even want to mention it because it's barely existent. But, uh, you know, will this both help them in the long run? Uh, Tim, what's your take? Um, I, uh, I just jumped in. Um, what was the question about the uh, Nintendo? Well, I mean, do you think that this will help both Sony and Nintendo in the long run by having oh, the Azure? Yeah. You know the Azure yes. servers for streaming and gaming and everything. Yes, and I'm very I'm I'm happy to see that this happened. You know this this is really I think for gamers just in general, it's just going to propel the gaming that we game games like COD. I could see being on Azure, so we will get dedicated servers. Uh, the experience is going to be streamlined. Uh, looks like Nintendo is definitely on board. I've heard that. Uh, from other sources than what we've heard today. Uh, so I think that's a real thing. Um, yeah, and, and I have to say kudos to Sony. They realize that they do not have the infrastructure. I have been telling people that for the longest time, mm -hmm. and I've always been met with a lot of resistance saying I'm a fanboy. Uh, but when I'm speaking to people that are in the industry and they're, they're telling me this behind the scenes and they have no solution and 
Uh, they don't know what they're going to do. Sony could have done, I guess they could have went the traditional route, like some of their their fans were suggesting, like don't even, you know, uh, go with gaming with the, on the go. Just just do what you do best. Stick with that. That's going to sell. Uh, that was that was suggested by a lot of the the, the Sony um, the fanboys and stuff like that. Uh, in part because they did not have a solution and they knew that they couldn't compete. But I'm glad Sony didn't take that route. Basically, what Sony did was, and I would have never thought Sony would have done this in a million years with Microsoft. They said yes. We don't have the infrastructure, but we don't want to deprive our fans. Our fans are going to get everything that Xbox gets, everything that Stadia gets, everything that um, Nintendo gets. And we're going to be a part of it. Uh, Not to mention that, you know what, we might have more multiplayer games, so we're not going to only be making single-player games only. We're going to have some some, uh, games as a service, which people I know might not want to hear that, but I'm sure that they're going to be looking into that model. Quite frankly, because it's 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 a uh, you know it's a cash cow, um, and it's, it doesn't it cost as much money to make. It's not it's not as in depth, and um, you know they have they have the biggest gaming community on the planet, and they cater to them. And I'm and I'm happy Sony did that. And I have to say they've earned my respect in that regard. Uh, you know um, you know we talk about console wars and stuff like that. How could you have a console war when two companies are coming together like that and being friendly and sitting and breaking bread together and saying, let's make gaming better? Uh, What's it going to result in? You're going to have more multiplayer games. You're going to have more games on dedicated servers. You're going to have more games with cloud compute. Uh, Cloud compute was basically seen only exclusively on Microsoft and Windows. You're going to see those type of games. You're going to see possibly Titanfall 3 use like stuff like the AI, which was very cool, but you know, it was exclusive again to, to the two platforms. Uh, this is going to open up uh, cross play too. And I feel like that uh, they, they have a, a, you know, an untapped potential with that, with cross play, you know, uh, that's really big. And uh, overall, um, this is excellent for the industry. It's excellent for the communities. Big deal. You know what? It brings up a couple questions for me because obviously I don't I don't see you know all the Sam the Sony and Xbox fanboys sitting around the campfire seeing Kumbaya, but this is a big step in my opinion to ending this fanboy console war. Don't you guys think? I mean, what 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 other repercussions could come from this aside from better gaming experiences and and the technology? A lot of the console war stuff was petty. And right now we're on our way to like, you know, Phil was saying, play your games whenever, wherever you want to play them. And now, you know, we can kind of see now it means PlayStation and probably uh, Nintendo. They haven't made uh, announced anything officially yet. Um, I don't think I didn't hear anything unless you guys heard something. But um, I guess it's time. And, you know. Hey, I mean, you never know. We may be playing God of War on your Xbox, you know, through a PlayStation. Yeah, we may yeah, be right. through, a play, maybe through a PlayStation app. I mean, I don't no, know how it's going to work. No. Who knows? I mean, I mean, we, we were saying, yeah, right. When, um, you know, who knew that this collaboration was going to even happen with uh, Microsoft and Sony? The way of thinking, the way the, the way we were thinking is going to have to change. I think it's just it's uh, business. You're going to if you want to compete, 
you got to uh, break down some barriers. These walls have to come down. And um, mm-hmm. I mean, you got people that want to have both consoles and you know what? They can't afford both consoles. But this app that I can download on my Xbox to play PlayStation games, this app that I can download on my PlayStation to play um, whatever, you know, PC. I mean, it's just like, you know, and then you just play your damn games. And with crossplay, that's going to propel things forward. It's going to support things. We were just talking about how studios suffer and, um, you know, uh, you know, the layoffs. I mean, you know, you have, I mean, why not sell 6 million instead of 3 million copies of a game when all you got to mm-hmm. do is just allow it to be played on all the consoles? I mean, it's just the, it's there already. You, you do it with your DVDs, your, uh, your Blu-rays or whatever the hell you use. You just play it. I think mm-hmm. that's going to be the way of the future. That's going to be the best way to compete uh, with Google. Uh, with Stadia and what they're doing, and um... I, I honestly don't see them as a factor, though. I, you know, everyone keeps looking over their shoulder about Stadia, and I, I mean, you, you heard it. You heard the conversation we had. Well, not everybody has the bandwidth for for to run that system, or you know, or play those games. So that they're if they're a factor, True. they're a very what very. Requir- minute what were their requirements factor. again? Was it was it what was it? Fifteen? It's like megabits? No, it was like fifty. No, it was no, that was for, that was the that was the at the the the, the most optimum yeah. like the high, ideal. Highest, the higher you go, the higher the resolution. Mm-hmm. So like say fifteen. Yeah. And, like... and and the average is like three in the country. So tell me, how's that going to work? Well, well, I mean, things is, things are changing in the fact that you know there's five G. Yeah, there's a lot of things that are coming that could fix that. Plus. They have the this is this is a thing that makes Stadia interesting to me. They have the ability to have a game that and they always say that, that that's not restricted to the to the to the physical console. So theoretically they could have a game with massive potential that you could only run on a you could, you could only run like on a PC that you show at E3 like you know, watchdogs when they showed that demo. That was done on a PC, but they could actually bring that experience, or they potentially could bring that experience, and you can get that on your own home PC because they they are not tied down to developing for a certain uh, piece of hardware like the architecture. The thing is, don't underestimate Google. Like they have a lot of resources, but yeah, go on, uh, Tim. A hundred percent. Just like what you said, they have so much money. They have probably more money than my. I don't know. They have more money than Microsoft. Yeah, so but we're we're also Microsoft, talking about Google, who who gives up on every program they start. Um, you know. Well, I, one I, thing. Listen, one thing. Listen, you, we're all on this right now, okay? When this potentially could make money, they have that YouTube. It's the way the the we're we're using YouTube right now. I'm on my Android podcast. phone right now. Imagine. <laughs> imagine Imagine them being, and this is what YouTube can bring and what Google can bring. Bringing this whole thing that we're doing right now, but we can play a game, we can stream that game to anybody, and we can make that money also off of it. So they're going to be offering ways for creators to not only play their games, but to also show their games in a different way. And Google and, and, and the way they do, the, the way they have the setup with the Google Hangouts, 
it's, it's the best going. Discord's pretty good at it, but this, I, in my opinion, it's 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 the best going, and they tie they're tying all that together, and that's like uh, to me a big deal. Like if you're a game creator, and you know you send out a link, and then when that when the, when people hit on that link, they're brought into a game with a party chat of all four, four players that you set up. And um, it's like a podcast environment, but you're actually watching a game and they're going to tutorials or they're talking about the game. And it's like a live event that you're watching and that creator can make money um, on it. Just like we make money or not us, but just just way YouTube makes money. YouTubers make money when they run their podcasts. Yeah. That's a big deal. That's yeah. a big deal to me. Mm-hmm. So you can't underestimate them. And, and, and like Invader says, they just they have they they have the capital to to flip like they could brute force stuff. That's the thing. Microsoft always could brute force things, but they never would because they never allotted that type of budget. You don't know what you're dealing with Google here. If they want it really bad, they'll brute force stuff. And that means get their own studios, do whatever do whatever it takes, get Epic on hand, who knows? But they are gonna be uh, a, a definitely a potential factor next gen in my opinion. Mm-hmm. What's surprising too about like this whole partnership with Sony is that like all the rumors, all the talk was about uh, Microsoft and Nintendo, and then out of nowhere, Microsoft and Sony at the same time just like announces friendship, this uh, partnership. It just completely blew everybody away. Everybody is like, really? Wow! Like. You know, who would have thought these two would have came together like this? And, uh, you know, Sony's really on board with Azure. You know, it's, it, I mean, I don't know about everybody else, but, like, there was all kinds of, like, shocked faces going on on Twitter. The reactions were hilarious. <laughs> Listen, from what you said, what Stadia showed and the potential, like I said, we're all using, you know, our Android phones. They're all potential, like, that's your user base almost. I mean, just, you can stream this up to your phone. Mm-hmm. And if I think yeah, if 100%. Sony, if Sony and Nintendo and Microsoft want to compete with what the potential that St- what Stadia can be, this is what they're going to have to do. And this is kind of like how I saw it, you know, from before. And um, you know, you got their game studios that looks appealing now, like what Microsoft is doing now. But don't be surprised if they'll just look past Sony and Nintendo and Microsoft and go towards the the larger install base which is potentially um the user base which is which is google which is stadia i mean mm-hmm. watch out yeah, because it, they got money they got the i mean they got they got a lot of things going for them not to say that uh, right, microsoft go ahead go ahead no 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 you go on not you to say that microsoft on. doesn't i mean we're all i mean nintendo you know sony and playstation they're all xbox are all established you know we are i mean companies but um like i i, I said again it's just uh you want to compete man i mean it's best that I think that they join forces and um, and uh, just uh, you know you know enable crossplay um, and just uh, just play these damn 100%. games and make this money. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I, I I believe in competition. Competition is a good thing. Uh, you know, streaming. It's still uh, when you talk about like the whole console streaming thing for games. It's still in its early infancy. I mean, I I'm not interested in. I know some people are. Um, I'm just more of a decade disc guy. I, I, I don't plan on really using it, but hey, you know what? Like in the next couple of years, it should be interesting. And really, the Stadia, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how this dedicated streaming console will work. And obviously, uh, 
with Microsoft and Sony announcing this partnership, I mean, it, you know, it's kind of like strength, strengthening them to work together because of this uh, streaming console coming along. It's really interesting to see the uh, the industry market reaction to something like uh, full on game streaming. And, uh, you know, if this for our eyes and, you know, they're going to be at E3. So we're going to I mean, everyone's going to be paying attention. You know, if uh, they're gonna have a show, so is Netflix for, for whatever. Yeah, even yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, but I, I think strategically, um, Microsoft got behind this when they got behind this, and they got Sony and it looks like Nintendo to sign on. They're kind of boxing out Stadia at this point because one thing that the big three have is content. They all mm-hmm. have exclusive content. Stadia uh, can be you know, great and everything, but if it doesn't have that content and is, let's say, is even kind of pushed out when you play COD and COD's playing on Azure, uh, you know, and, and all these platforms are on Azure and and, and Stadi is kind of left out there, I, I think that that, the, that move um, that Sony, that Microsoft pulled here um, and even Sony getting on board was kind of a, a reaction definitely to Google. I think that the way they look at it is, is that they want to they want to be the, th- the three to stay the three. They don't want somebody uh, obviously you don't want another person picking at the, the, the overall pie. So what they're doing looks like they're all getting, like basically getting, getting, getting like trying to freeze them out freeze them out 100%. And I think that they will, in a way, really make it tough on, on Stadia. I think the news, this news that came down with uh, Microsoft and Sony, uh, it, it probably Stadia was, was, was shaking their head when this happened. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. They're, they're, they're all going to be set. When, Stadia is not going to really have uh, much to offer. Is it Stadia or Stadia? Stadium. I don't know what the just... worst name ever. They got to change that. Name too. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, overall, they're going to have a hard time because things that they they, they thought they might have been able to offer exclusive, or you know, like Sony would have been out. Now Sony's going to have it. Now Nintendo's going to have it, but they don't have the content that Sony, Nintendo, and Microsoft has. They don't have that or the library. You know what I mean? You got the library of games. Sure, we have multi-plats, but you have libraries of exclusive games from now and and previously back gens that they have to contend with. It's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what we got here. Brian Wood, thanks for participating in the chat. Truth X7, Peter Young, oh, L Boogie I saw earlier on. Thank you guys for uh, tuning into the show and participating in the chat. It's always great to see you guys. You're great fans. Uh, happy to always have you along here. Um, but yeah, guys, you know, it's an interesting topic, this whole partnership. We'll see where it takes us, uh, takes uh, their relationship. And hey, we'll, we'll probably hear some more stuff at E3. It's only a couple of weeks away. Uh, but we're going to move on to our next topic. And you know what? I tell you guys, Twitter, it is an interesting place. And a few days ago, a creative director on the Division 2 tweeted out, Working on the next Splinter Cell, can't wait for E3, and even uploaded to his uh, Twitter image uh, a pair of, uh, what was it, the Splinter Cell iconic night vision goggles, which was interesting. Now, this got a lot of fans excited, but since uh, after a Ubisoft representative said that he was actually just joking and a lot of fans were uh, 
pretty disappointed and not happy about that. So, panel, what are your thoughts here? Like, do you think that it was just a bad joke? Hold on, hold on. Did you guys also see where Stone Chin DM'd him saying, turn off your phone in all caps? <laughs> I didn't see that. Yeah. I think he was I think that he was joking that he was joking. That's gonna be my angle. We're gonna see oh, of course. My question. I was gonna say, do you also think this is just Ubisoft covering up as well? But go yeah. for it. <laughs> but they, they were talking about it for a while when uh when they had what's his name My, Michael Ironside come in to do voiceover work mm -hmm. and they're saying, Oh, well, he's working on the, the Ghost Recon uh DLC. So he's he's been working on it for a while. Everybody, I mean, it's one of them unwritten, you know. I mean, those, those secrets—they're not really secrets. We know what's coming. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just weird, like how they would say that, and then there was like, oh no, no this is, uh, you know, we don't actually have anything, uh, you know, getting worked on here. Uh, it's just kind of random. But however, you know, it's like two weeks before E3. You know, if you want to drum up some interest before your show, you know. You yeah, know. but. Splinter Cell is a game you don't have to drum up interest. As soon as you hear that little boing, you know, with the, yeah. the night vision goggles, everyone's going to shit themselves. So, you know, yeah, that's that's one game you don't need any extra hints or hype or anything like that. People are going to that Can I hear that sound again, South? Nope. <laughs> nope. 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 <laughs> I just, I find it interesting because there's been so many hints. I mean, apparently in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, the latest game, there was a pair of, uh, like, one of those um, night vision goggles like hidden away there as a teaser and Easter egg. And even you gotta look at remember the Walmart Canada leaks last year before E3? They mm -hmm. all came through except for yeah. Splinter Cell that was leaked. So where is it? Why haven't we seen it? And I don't know. I, I just time the I find the timing very interesting. Tim, go ahead. Well, you know, one of the things that of that leak that we talked to earlier was the third party. And um, that I heard is very true. I heard that Microsoft's kind of in their, uh, they're in their zone where they could kind of pick and choose who they want for the, for the state, obviously because Sony is not there. So they have an ability to have uh, their pick and choose of, you know, these third party games. And um, one of them could be Splinter Cell. Now, listen, We've all talked about this. I remember in 2017, Rand was saying, oh, this is definitely going to happen. And, you know, he heard this and, and, and other people heard it, too. Went, nothing happened. 2018, again, people brought it up. Went, nothing happened. Uh, well, that guy to do that uh, kind of is, is kind of is curious to me. Um that for me, fifty percent tells me that he is just joking. Because why would he do that so close to E three, or he just was like, "Screw it, let me just drum up some uh, some hype for this," which it, it did. I mean, everyone wants it, like like Sal said, uh, and if it's gonna be there, it's gonna be on Xbox stage. But uh, I'm gonna gonna be the the guy that says, uh, "You burn me once, you burn me twice. Oh, shame on me once, whatever. Now shame on you." Oh, you're uh, doing the George W. Yeah, but, uh, I screwed it up too, just like he would. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I don't think it's going to be there. But I do think that Microsoft's going to have a crazy amount of really big third party uh, on their floor too, in addition to all the other stuff, which which why I say it's going to be a two-hour show. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm so mixed about this because 
you know, we were like Tim was saying, you know, we were all expecting for a splinter cell to be out by now. It seemed like a logical thing. Um, I've heard, I've read different things about it being in like a development hell, like it's being t been tossed around to different studios internally. I know Ubisoft Toronto was supposed to be work on originally, and then it got handed off apparently. So who knows? Um, I would love to see a Splinter Cell and a Sam Fisher coming back. I miss Michael Ironside voicing again. Um, we haven't had a Splinter Cell game since Conviction. That was an Xbox exclusive in 2010, I believe. Um, I enjoyed that game. And this is a game that's been, well, heavily associated with, with Xbox. So I, I could see it coming to Xbox's conference. It's just like you were saying, Tim, you know, burn me once, burn me twice. I just, I don't know what to believe anymore. This seems like the Phantom game that... It does exist, but it doesn't want to show up. Um, guys, if a new Splinter Cell did get announced, would any of you guys be interested in picking it up? Uh, day one. It's been a while since I played one. My last one that I played was Pandora Tomorrow, I think it was called. And uh, I can't remember if I finished it or not, but uh, I'd pick it up. It's time. <clears throat> yeah, I, I didn't buy the last one because it, they, it was such a departure from the, the original series, but all the other games I played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um interesting. Tim, do you like uh Splinter Cell at all? Would you play it? Yeah, I'm not a big stealth guy, but Splinter Cell is the one stealth game that I do kind of like. So I would get it that obviously day one, but um it is not it is not as high on my list as other games are or potential um games uh you know overall. But yeah, I would definitely get it day one. I get everything day one, but um yeah, I, just for the visuals alone, I would love, would love to see what these next-generation consoles do. I kind of remember it always being compared to Metal Gear. You guys even remember that? Like, people always often compare it to, like, a Metal Gear because of the stealth elements without the box. Well, yeah, that, that was their, their, their competition, mm -hmm. you know. And then Metal Gear a couple times kind of, like, well, it, well, it's been a long time now, but they uh, they parried uh, Sam Fisher with the, the night vision goggles because you know how... Uh, when you get spotted in Metal Gear, it has that sound, and yeah. then obviously, you know, Splinter Cell has their sound. Well, how, how does the sound go? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not doing it, you <laughs> bastards. Come on. What would no, you rather no, no, see? No. What would you guys rather see? Would you rather see a new Metal Gear or announcement or a new Splinter Cell announcement? Splinter Cell. Splinter Cell. I'm, yeah. Kojima's not at, at Metal Gear at Konami anymore, so. Mega yeah. Salt. Oh, I... Yeah. <laughs> Mega Salt. Mega Salt, definitely. Well, I mean, we'll see, guys. I mean, it does seem like a game that could possibly show up. Uh, there's signs of it. There's been hints and teases from Ubisoft, but we'll see. I just, I find the timing very interesting. But uh, moving on to a very interesting article that popped up yesterday from our Oh, <laughs> there! I did it. <laughs> nice, very nice. I like that. I love hearing that thing. But uh, what was it? Yeah. So an article popped up, and allegedly there's a bit of squabbling uh, going on between Call of Duty Studios, Sledgehammer Games, and Raven. They were supposed to be working on, be the main studios working on Call of Duty. Uh, 
2020, so not this year, but the year after. And apparently they were very behind schedule. They were fighting, lots of infighting between them. And because of this, Activision had to step in and actually get Treyarch to take over on the project. And supposedly this is going to be Black Ops 5, from what re reports are saying. Now, guys, what are your thoughts on this, on the squabbling? Because it's a pretty big deal when a couple of teams are, like, fighting amongst each other, and it, it really tears games apart. We've seen games get uh, torn apart before because teams just aren't working together. Um, you know, does COD need to take a break, you know? Like, what's going on here? As what are your As long as the money's coming in, I don't they're not going to take a break. I mean, everyone, but I mean, I say I'm, I'm not going to buy it and I buy it and, you know, hardly even play it depending on who, what friend I have on that's playing it. Um, but I'm probably more interested in the type of arguments they're having behind the scenes. Like, are they like fighting over like sales number? Are they like bragging or no, it, it's I'm about the game and what they want to do with the game and how mm -hmm. they want to make it. That That's what well, the, well, you got two different saying. studios, right? So, right, right. So it, it's so it's basically a power struggle from what I see. One prefers to do it one way or the other, and then I'm, again, I'm wondering if they're throwing like cells in the mix. Like, well, so Activision, mm -hmm. being the parent that they are, has to, you know, put the put the kids to bed and and call the chaperone out and the babysitter to oversee it. Mm -hmm. Now, keep in mind, there's been like people leaving Sledgehammer recently in recent years. Uh, what's his face, Glenn Schofield, uh, who he was Michael Condry. Yeah, Michael Condry as well. You know, key figures, uh, studio heads. Um, they left because they didn't like. Uh, they were very, very vocal on Twitter, uh, especially Chandri there recently about uh, they didn't like what Activision was doing, especially with like microtransactions and whatnot. And yeah, I mean, apparently um, there was just infighting, according to uh, Jason Schreier's articles there. And apparently he'll be uh, writing up another article about uh, stuff going on that happened in Black Ops 4. But, you know, it's very discerning here, guys. Um, obviously, this doesn't involve Infinity Ward here. Supposedly, they're working on Modern Warfare 4, which should be revealed quite soon. But... Um, yeah, it's, um, I, I mean, me personally, like, I think COD needs to take a break, and uh, I don't know, it just seems like these studios are working overtime, you know, like, that and just trying to introduce just more and more microtransactions into the games, like, I'm just kind of, like, as much as I used to love Call of Duty, it just seems like I'm getting nickeled and dimed for everything, you know? But, um... Yeah, they they you know they want their white whales. They want to cash mm -hmm. in and they want to make you feel, you know, you got to pay to to win. And you know, it's it, it's I don't know. I I'm I'm not saying that you know loot boxes doesn't have a place in gaming, but it shouldn't be so forced down your throat at the same time. Mm -hmm. I I personally think the microtransaction. Uh, craze uh, is kind of dying down, and it's uh, you see, like, even people advertising that they're not going to do it. Uh, with all that, that legislation, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's mm -hmm. people that there's all that, that type of stuff. Um, like uh, Invader says, that maybe it should take a year off, but that's not going to happen mm. if you have Activision uh, involved, and Activision is the big guy in the room that's saying, let's you know, let's meet these deadlines and you know do whichever way possible uh i think that they will get the game out i think it'll be fine this is um type of stuff that 
you know, that they probably ran into, have ran into previously. Um, I don't think they're going to be delayed out of the holiday. I think that they specifically set uh, a mandate that they have to do, deliver during the holiday because, quite frankly, all the sales are there. Uh, the one interesting thing, um, I, I could see where the marketing goes. I wonder if Microsoft uh, kind of ease their skills and, uh, you know, um, or ease their stances on some of the things and, you know, uh, and, and actually did a deal with uh, with COD. I think that would be a good thing for them. But um, yeah, it's still a beast. It's but it's 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 the industry. Uh, it's kind of like the dark end of the industry right now. Mm -hmm. Where you want to make uh, some noise? You want to make some noise? What if they came out on stage right and announced? You know, and you see like you see they play the trailer, and you see somebody with a Nintendo Switch. You see somebody with a PlayStation controller, an Xbox controller, and announced crossplay. Uh, for them, it would be well, good, I guess. And then, yeah, I think uh, that'd be cool if they did well, that. Well, I think they need to do something like, I think they need to, to do something at this point to, to make the series a little bit different. And mm -hmm. uh, that could be something like that. But overall, I just uh, I just really think these big companies like EA and, and Activision have to really chill out with the microtransactions because... Uh, they could be, they could ruin your game, especially if the wrong story comes out or you come out with some type of microtransactions that are completely egregious and they're completely over the top and you piss fans off. That's one way to screw something up. If you keep the, if you keep the COD train running and you don't, and you don't, you don't screw up, I'm pretty sure that the game will be the top three top selling games of 2020, 2019. Uh, you know, the, the same thing goes for. But I do think the series is in need of a year off. New engine definitely implemented. Mm -hmm. uh, this is, uh, this is uh, you know, it's kind of a copy and paste type deal. They come up with something new and then they rehash it back. They've kind of done everything at this point. So, well, yeah, because uh, a lot of people say, well, their, their shot in the arm was, you know, having it, uh, uh, what's it called? The open world, you know, uh, What's on the ground, remember? Right, right. Well, not, not so much the boot on the ground, but more like the, the PUBG, you know, Apex type stuff. Oh, uh, Battle Royale? The Battle Royale, they yeah. They, they, you they know. use that. They use that, though. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. The, the people could already argue that they've already used the Battle Royale route, and, you know, where what can they do now to keep it fresh or, or differentiate from anything else that's out there? You know, I if you look at the leaks and all the rumors... Itself. Well, yeah. Well, and the thing is, they should have never took out the single player campaign. That, that that's the reason why I didn't buy the game. Yeah, you know, I, I I always liked the the campaign. You know, uh, the campaign in Call of Duty games. So when they did when they took it out, I was like, well, it looks like I'm not playing it or I'm not buying it. So whatever, cool. And they, and they lost out on my sale, which obviously I, I'm just one person, so it really doesn't matter. But I've heard a couple grassroots, you know, issues that a lot of people wanted campaigns so and and apparently they were actually working on one until it got cut so yeah well i mean we'll see what happens guys i mean there's a lot going on here um treyarch is uh taking the reins again uh they're already working uh over time on uh trying to reposition black ops 4 now they got black ops 5 from the from the sounds of things and if they're getting to work on that, I can just imagine how the support for Black Ops 4 is going to die down quicker, right? If they're being forced to work on this game. 
So no, because they announced that all these the, these other studios are being support studios, so they're going to get all the grunt work now. Well, it's some aspects, anyways. But if they're were, I mean, they were never supposed to work on this game. They were supposed to have an extra year on top of that. So, I mean, I would imagine that some of their work would be, would get cut down on Black Ops 4. At least some kind of support anyways. But we'll see. We'll see, guys. It's just interesting. An interesting article. Uh, see what happens in the coming days if more articles pop up about this situation. But moving on. And, guys, it looks like Netflix is planning to announce some gaming-related content in E3 in a few weeks. And over Twitter, they announced a panel dubbed Bringing Your Favorite Shows to Life, Developing Netflix Originals into Video Games, teasing that there's content to come. Now, we already know of a small Stranger Things game coming out. It's more of like a small indie title in nature. But panel, you know, it's curious seeing Netflix's ambitions into the gaming industry. Do you think they'll be more aggressive now, like more games based on their own shows? Because, you know, it'd be interesting seeing like a more AAA game from them. Uh, what, what are your thoughts? No. I'm, I'm gonna go first because I really don't think it's it's the gaming that we all have in mind. I think they're talking more of that that show Bandersnatch, that type of mm -hmm. game, because that was basically what, what was that game that came out a couple years ago, Late Shift. I mean, it, it oh, basically yeah. the same thing, full you motion know, you, video, right. Mm -hmm. right? So I think when they're talking about making video games, that's what they're referring to, not not actual console games or or anything like that, because. Mm -hmm. Netflix is, is an on console, so how how are they really going to sell their product? I think it has to do with their 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 games, like the Bandersnatch, you know, quote unquote viewing game. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't even know what that's classified. Live as. it's like live action. It's called like live action. It's actually yeah, it's like good. interactive. Uh, it's interactive, yeah. yeah. It's so interactive, yeah. yeah I think that's what they're what they're trying to get themselves. Oh, call me a cornball. I I like those sort of games. Yeah, I play everything. No, no, I'm not. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's bad at all. What I'm saying is I don't see them having the traditional gaming, you know, mm -hmm. like, you know, say like. How would they do it? What are you going to play on your hand? Like, well, no. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> no, you you, you hey. use your, you know, like if you're playing Netflix on your Xbox, you know, you use your controller or, or you know, your remote. It, it You just control the outcomes of different, you know, stories. And, and right. that's what they consider the game. Like well, yeah, because there's already I a show. Like I said, yeah. look it up, Bandersnatch. And, you know, right. people went nuts over it because you can do all the different endings. What are you and, right. That's, I, I think it's cool, man. They can be like, you know, Telltale's not there anymore. So they can, you know, take the place of Telltale and uh, maybe, um, you know, with instead of how they did it with the... Uh, I guess the still shot animation. I guess they can just do uh, live action with uh, Stranger Things, maybe, or uh, you know, just. Mm -hmm. I, don't know. Be really cool. I, I think, yeah, it'll be cool. They got a lot of stuff that they can show, though. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I think yeah. that's an interesting take. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I think it's a very interesting take by South. I did not think about that. I was asked about that previously on the show, and I was just like, I have no idea. But that makes a little bit of sense. Um, something like the show Late Shift and these interactivity shows. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think they're going to be entering the console fray. They're not entering gaming. Um, right. I thought maybe it could be an eSports exclusive type thing. 
um, where they, you know, uh, they, they do a series on gamers or they do, uh, mm -hmm. you know, a new series. Um, but yeah, that one's very interesting. Um, but I do have to say, South, kudos to you. That's a very, very smart idea. Mm -hmm. Very well true. Well, no, like I said, I just can't see them being in traditional gaming. Same, same. Uh, that's well, That's why I think it's a very good guess because I was proposed the question. I had no answer, and I still didn't have an answer to today. And that made what you said makes a lot of sense. You know that type of thing. Even if it is something where you have to press left to right, you could do that with a remote. Right, you know, you don't need, mm -hmm. you, you don't need much with with those type of games, those interactivity games. Yeah, you know, as soon as they announced that or... that they were they're gonna do games, immediately I thought, oh, Bandersnatch, because I I don't know if you guys had ever ever played or watched that, but anytime there was time to make a decision, your your controller on your Xbox controller would start to vibrate. Okay, it's time to make a decision. You know, you want to choose this or that, or you know, do nothing. Then it'll choose for you. So it's just all you know, choice. You know decisions oh absolutely yeah i mean i could see them announcing like some more smaller title games like uh like they were are doing with uh the soon to be released stranger things game or like you said some of these interactive movies that or interactive game movies whatever you want to call them like you know they they go with their whole their whole netflix appeal you know going into their shows the whole cross media thing and it makes sense i could see them you know, doing small promotions. It's just interesting them being at E3, interacting with the E3 account, and that they're going to have some kind of a presence there. It just shows you the cross-media um, that that is entering the industry now, and there's all kinds of opportunities now for different kinds of stuff coming out. <laughs> that, and it's so cheap to go to E3 now because everyone else is falling out of it. They're like, oh, okay, we know we get yeah. some cheap uh, PR over here. Sony's not there. Uh, Nintendo doesn't exactly do traditional um, conferences anymore. Uh, EA doesn't. They have their own thing. Activision isn't going to be there, but Netflix is going to be there. Get that right, guys? So. Yeah, so many people are, you know, take turn their back on it. You know, why not Netflix? Tell. Mm, yeah, eh, just interesting in any case. But uh, moving along here, and an interesting bit of news popped up the other day, guys. Uh, Minecraft, uh, the literal blockbuster of a game, had its tenth anniversary the other day, and it was revealed that, well, it appears that the it's like the best-selling game of all time now, reaching over, well, close to 180 million copies sold, or, well, 176 to be exact, and it seems to have surpassed the legendary Tetris in sales. Now, panel, what are your thoughts on this news? Like, are you, like, really surprised by this, that uh, Minecraft had this kind of traction? And do you think Microsoft will do more with Minecraft going forward? But, I hope so. Um, did they ever release the 4K patch for uh, Minecraft yet? Does anyone know? Yes, I, I'm Don't. not sure. No, uh, if somebody in the chat would uh, like to uh, let us know, that'd be great. I'll admit but, I don't pl play Minecraft, but it's yeah, very interesting. Follow it very, very closely. So, you know, my, my, for them, my that used to, used to always play. So that's uh, about the extent of what I used to know. Now, no, I, they never released it. They never released it. And I saw it. And let me tell you. 
it was awesome. So I have no idea what happened with that, but they never released mm-hmm. the 4K patch. Good for them that their their um their sales are you know great off the charts basically. Um, and uh, I mean, what do you think the reason is for that? You know, obviously you can play Minecraft on everything. You can play on anything, and it's the ease of access. Mm-hmm. Like with that, it's a very inviting game. I'll admit, because of the nature of the game itself, where you're creating these worlds, I don't usually play those games but i can definitely admire them um for what they are it's a very creative game um remember microsoft bought that property for what two billion dollars something like that i was just gonna bring bring that up man what a what a deal they got yeah and then thanks to phil Phil (laughs) orchestrated that one yeah that's uh i remember that I, i couldn't believe it it was uh 2000 like september remember of 2014 people, remember people said it was bad yeah was oh bad. yeah a lot of backlash everyone was like they got ripped off mm-hmm. yeah, okay and then a year later they're like wow what a bargain yeah now <laughs> it's at the point where if they try to sell minecraft right now as big as it is they would probably could double their money they probably could double they, they triple like, yeah oh easy triple possible. i mean in china in China alone, there's 200 billion users already mm-hmm. that have that have that have played the game and signed up. So it, it is it is uh, mind-boggling how big it is. And uh, I know we're gonna get into the to the Earth next. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that's gonna be pretty crazy too. Yeah, well, that's interesting because with uh, you know the celebration of the anniversary, the 10-year anniversary. As you alluded to, uh, Tim, a new Minecraft experience was announced called Minecraft Earth, and it's more of a Pokemon Go-like experience, with which allows you to build things in an augmented reality environment. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys saw the uh, the Xbox video with that, the trailer for it, because what do you think of this? Uh, because I could see kids going crazy over this thing, like the whole Pokemon Go craze. Depending on how it's implemented, it has a tremendous potential. If it's one-tenth of what Pokemon did, it's an absolute runaway uh, success. So, South, what were you going to say? Oh, no, I was going to say, I think that, that that's time has come and gone. You know, the whole Pokemon Go was, was such a, a big deal a couple years ago. And not, not very many people even play that anymore. So, I don't know. I, I think it's a little bit, a little bit too late to cash in on that rush. I don't know. I mean, it still have potential. I mean, just now we're, we're talking about sales, right? I mean, you can mm-hmm. tap into a, a market and, uh, you know, an interest and in, increase everything, you know, a, a shit ton. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, I, I'm just being pessimistic. Does, does I just don't see work? how viable it could be now. Mm-hmm. Now, if you'd have told me a year, two years ago that they were jumping into that arena, then I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, it's perfect time right now. Just like, you know, the, you know, Apex and PUBG and all that. When all these other games started jumping on the bandwagon, well, yeah, you, you strike with the iron's hot. Now, I don't, I don't really think it's it's, it's viable. I don't think it's gonna work. I don't well, think does anybody, anybody know how good. it's gonna work? Does anybody know how it's gonna work? Well, I, I have no idea how it would work. Does any does invade? Did you get any kind of idea what kind of glass? Do we need glasses? Do we need I don't think so. I think he just goes through Choose the phone. phone, like very similar to Pokemon Go from the sounds of it. It's an augmented reality experience. Um, 
but I have no idea if they would bring it to uh, Brian Woodhead suggested here, like holographic kind of stuff. You know, I could see it being implemented with like HoloLens. No, HoloLens will never be for consumers. That'll always be for like doctors. Yeah, well, it it, it'll, it'll never be practical. Be cool. You know, that'd be cool. Rough. I'm just you know brainstorming here. That'd be really cool. But no, I think it's just meant like as like. A, Basically, uh, yeah, Pokemon Go like experience. Um, but I could see so much creativity with that. And I'd also wonder if you'd also be able to like uh, bring a friend along as well and have like co op opportunities with that as well. You know, that could, I don't know. Yeah. Like, or share yourself. It, can, it has potential, but we don't have to get the particulars. But if it, if it is, like I said, one tenth of what Pokemon. Did then it's a it's gonna be big because Pokemon was absolutely Pokemon was so big that it, it jumped the stock. What did it jump the stock? Twenty points and it was crazy. It was quite a bit. It, yeah. it was quite. A, I remember everybody was talking about that when it came out. Like nobody that was interested in video games had downloaded that app. People were like downloading that app through like illegal means just to get it. And yeah, everybody and their grandmother was playing it. I couldn't believe it. Um, but yeah, just it's very interesting. You know, like, I, I'll be honest, I never once thought Minecraft was going to be this successful. Um, I didn't think much of it when it first came out. Um, Xbox always really liked it. Uh, I was shocked when they bought it. And um, yeah, it's really successful. I'm shocked that it's even now like the best selling game of all time. And uh, I hope that it's, uh, you know, continues doing well. We're still waiting on Minecraft dungeons as well. And I wouldn't be surprised if they have other Minecraft related things in the works. But moving on, guys, to things non Minecraft. Uh, it appears as if Nintendo Switch has dethroned the PlayStation 4 in Japan, and a report came out citing that sales of the Switch are booming, reaching now uh, 8.13 million in consoles sold, and the PS4 is at something like 8.07 million. So, you know, it's a very impressive achievement when you consider that the Switch has only been out for like two years and the PlayStation 4 has been out for five or six now, panel, what do you think makes the Switch so popular in Japan? You know, why is it doing so well, do you think? Why is it so popular? It's well, portable. Go ahead, it's portable. Everyone yeah. mm -hmm. in Japan, um, they like their mobile gaming, um, from what I've been reading. So uh, the content they have, uh, that's one thing I can think of. Basically, mm -hmm. it's just a... I have a Switch. I don't play it as often, but it is a fun console to um Well, their first play. party is impressive. You know, they keep pumping out material uh like they have Luigi's Mansion 3 mm -hmm. still coming out this year, uh, a few mech games like Damon X Machina I'm keeping an eye on still. Uh they have all kinds of content coming out and there's always I don't know if you guys noticed for any of you guys have a Switch um, I keep uh, going into their store, and they have all kinds of indie content on there. They have indies just jumping onto that system, like mad stuff that I have not seen on the PlayStation Four or Xbox One. Like it is a big indie like console. 
Um, but yeah, Nintendo's first parties pumping on, uh, pumping out stuff. And I've been shocked actually at the way that, uh, third parties have been supporting them. Like Bethesda has been going, uh, pretty well on them. And, uh, even though with the Mortal Kombat 11 didn't look that great on it, like I'm still shocked that they were even able to get it onto that system. Sure. Yeah. I, I I'm agreeing with Megatron. Um, uh, Japan used to be up there right with the number one market, uh, North America, in console um, buying, but they kind of moved away. They like the uh, more mobile, smaller screens, uh, mobility. Uh, they went they went uh, that route. So I think that that's, that's the biggest factor, um, that it's, you can play on the go, you can play anywhere, and... Um, yeah, and the fact that right. Minecraft is on the and, Switch too, right? And they they also have they also have a lot of content like you alluded to, but um, and, and content that's geared for that market too. Like there's a lot of games that are on um, that that aren't on Xbox. Um, but yeah, if, for the for the mobility and, and the, the you know the the be able to take your games anywhere and play them. Uh, you know, with your friends and this and stuff and a group, uh, I think that 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 big selling point plus Nintendo, uh, it all it all uh, you know enables them for their win. They're they're gonna just dominate the market, in my opinion, uh, in Japan uh, moving forward too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and you're abs- you guys are totally right when it comes to the portability factor. Uh, you know, uh, Japanese gamers, they're really into their handheld devices and the Switch just makes sense for that. Um, it is on a roll. I, I mean, it's not the most powerful console out there, but man, it really it really does its job well. Um, oh, I know me and Megatron have a Switch. Tim, do you have a Switch? I do, but I have to be honest, I don't play it that much. Mm. I do have it. I have yeah. it docked. I'm like you. I don't want to mess it up, so I just keep it docked. And then mm-hmm. it kind of hurts, hurts, hurts my playability because I'm kind of uh, um, a little fickle about taking it out. I don't want to get scratches. I don't have a thing. <laughs> but I, 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 I dock it. I have played it. But, um, you know, I don't play it that much, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. I'll br- you know break it out every now and then. I I just wait for the exclusives to come out. Definitely looking forward to Luigi's Mansion. Um, but yeah, you know it's good to see the Switch selling well. Obviously, Nintendo kind of um, you know hit a pothole when the Wii U came out. It didn't have a lot of success, as we all know. But the Switch is doing impressive. So kudos to them. Kudos to them. And I can't wait to see what they uh, have going forward maybe we'll get some nice tidbits at e3 but moving on guys and this wasn't originally in our set of topics i had put it in late because i thought it was interesting um it looks like thq nordic has teased two unannounced games that they'll be showing off at e3 and it was it was stated in a press release that They'll be showing off, yeah, these two unannounced games. One will be a galactically beloved franchise that will return, a long-awaited one. And the second title is a new vision of a beloved franchise. Now, panel, what could these games possibly be here? Because they're a classic franchise that they're kind of speaking of. And THQ Nordic, 
they have they've been buying up all kinds of franchises recently, but a lot of people are thinking that it'll be classics like Destroy All Humans and Time Splitters. I, yeah, I, I think them talking about the Galactic, you know, <laughs> that that kind of gives it away right there. Destroy All Humans, about. right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. I just hope they have the same uh, voice actors, you know, because that <laughs> dude grates on my nerves. Oh, man. The, the, the one-liners that he dropped in those games are hilarious. Mm-hmm. So, so I'll play it just for that. Did So I'm assuming you guys have played Destroy All Humans or Time Splitters? Yes, I have. I have it. Uh, Time Splitters years ago, Destroy All Humans, I've always wanted to. I have it. Another game in my backlog that's in there. There's 700 others. <laughs> But um, yeah, it's just uh, that's a um, that is a what type of game is it? It's like uh, it's like how Halo Wars is, right? That's um, you mean a real time RTS? Strategy? It's RTS, no. Right? No, it's, it's, no. It's not, no, not destroy all humans. No, mm, oh, no, okay. it, it's it's more it's more like a, um, South Park type deal. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of a different game. Then I'm sorry. So okay, I'm way off. What are you? I was thinking more as like a Voodoo Vince type. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really ridiculous. <laughs> um, and then yeah, I mean, like people have been waiting for another Time Splitters game. Um, you know, these franchises, a lot of people weren't weren't expecting to come back. Obviously, when you hint at something like a galactically beloved franchise, that pretty much confirms destroy all humans. Um, I remember a lot of people being mixed on the sequel to that. That was early on in the PS3 and 360 days. Um, but people have been wanting it to come back. And Time Splitters has this huge like cult following. People really yearn for that game, and it looks like it's finally gonna be coming back. It sounds like we'll have uh, some interesting announcements going into E3, guys. Uh, I know uh, all three of you guys are going to be there. Um, are With you- bells on. <laughs> Can't wait. Yeah, like we said, we got to get you there next year, Invader, somehow, some way. Uh, you know what? I am really looking forward to it. I I really want to come down. I got to work on a few things, guys, but uh, I I definitely want to g- join you guys. It's be an international, international kidnapping scheme. hey i'm not that far away from the border you know i'll just jump across Mm. buffalo and uh you know we'll uh we'll see what we can do there you go meet meet you on your side we'll throw you in the back of the truck so no wait you're trying to you're saying you're trying to come now potentially or this no no this will be okay okay all right we might have to write some some emails oh did you hear that guy timmy 20 fingers right there I'm going to invade E3. All right. This is going to be fun. Um, all right, guys. We're getting into the uh, well, latter half of the show, and we, we've we covered all kinds of varying topics, all kinds of really interesting topics that have popped up during the week. But we're going to close off with the games that we've been playing recently. Um, let's see. Megatron, what have you been playing over the past week or so? Uh, anything exciting? Um, yeah, Division, um, South and uh, a couple of the buddies of ours have been trying to boost my level up some, um, we played a few hours, uh, last night and I'll probably be playing again yeah. after the show. So <clears throat> good times. No, uh, uh, yeah. Megatron and his chips smacking. I was like, damn, bro. <laughs> what are yeah, those rocks was, or uh, chips? Yeah. I was trying to, uh, 
feed and play at the same time. I have a habit of, I think to me, gaming and food go hand in hand, which is a bad habit of mine. <laughs> no. That's, all That's why you mute your mic. I've been trying, man. I thought I was muted. But, hey. Yeah, I mean, he said, ooh, I muted my Sounds exposing me right now. It's not my breathing. Like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, right? It's not his breathing. It's your chewing. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've been. I've been versed in that already. I already. I cut that down. <laughs> whenever. Whenever I. Whenever I zone out or like I pay attention to something, I. I, I definitely sound like I wanna. It's better to be snoring. Things. I will fall asleep, and I don't care who's I, in the party. On, <laughs> so we I've all know in, that. <laughs> we've been in parties with with Phil, and you've. Uh, <laughs> It <laughs> we was like, "What's that?" Yeah, Megatron's That doesn't Megatron there. Megatron's like, "I got work in two hours." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "I gotta take a shower and go to work." I'm like, "What? You just I'm got like, home twenty minutes ago." <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm like, can you call in sick? He's like, "No." Yeah. Oh, that's good division. Division's a good game. Uh, so South, you've just been playing the the, the division as well. I know. You yeah, division. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I've, I've kind of popped in a couple other games, but uh, you know, I, I I like I said, I started that Plague Tale, whatever the hell it's called, and I seen a bunch of rats, and and then I was like, oh no, I'm not. This is gonna be a lot of time. Okay, all right, <laughs> time, time time to go to sleep. So yeah, it's mostly division, all division. I finally, I'm finally raid ready. So. I'm 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 looking for. That's the only thing bad about it. You can't match make. You got to get actually eight people together to do the raid. So yeah, why is that? Why is hmm. that? I don't know. It really wasn't well thought out. I don't think. That you know, I, I like I, I get that. it. You know, I get it. You don't want a bunch of you know airheads messing with your gameplay because you're trying to you know do a certain goal. But at the same time, not everybody has eight people on their friends list ready to rock and roll mm -hmm. at the same time. So. Well, you're also it's assuming too that people aren't gonna work together. I mean, okay, sometimes yeah, that's gonna happen. But like, if you're, you know, at least give the option to like have people join in, right? Because you're not gonna have that many people all the time to want to do that. That you, you know, in your friends list. Dreadpool just said yeah. console gamers finally beat uh, Division Two rate. Um, yeah, but I heard it was just PlayStation, not um. Play PlayStation and PC, not not Xbox. Nobody on Xbox has beat it yet. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Tim tonight. Tim Dog, what have you been uh, playing the past well, week? Well, I went in, I went into it earlier. I've been playing Rage too. Oh yeah. Uh, I have to say, um, the characters and the world is really cool. I like the layout. I like how you can just free roam and do what you want. Um, I'm not a. I, I kind of get sick of games that uh, direct you and, you know, they hold your hand the whole way. And you know, most games are like that now. Um, so games like this where you could just go out. Like I, I actually free roam for three, four hours, and then I hit the first mission just by chance, not even by um, a directive, which I thought was really cool. So uh, I have to say the visuals would uh, be much better if the sharpness was at 4K. But uh, these games, I'm sure, will be re remastered or enhanced for the new consoles. Um, but I would recommend this game um, from what I've played. Uh, obviously, i got to play more, but the character's really cool. The setup's really cool. The way you um, upgrade your, 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 your character and the, the, everything you can do, uh, the added stuff that you can do, it's really good. I have to say, for a fun game... And a lot of people are like, oh, that's the word everyone keeps using. 
But you know what? At the end of the day, fun really does matter the most. And mm-hmm. it, it's a ton of fun. It's a ton of fun. Uh, sound quality, I didn't mention that. The audio design is uh, really fantastic. I have to say they did a great job there. Uh, the explosions and, and the, the, the driving around the world is really top notch. Uh, it's like Mad Max and, uh, you know, uh, and other games just meshed together. So I highly recommend I, I recommend that game. I wouldn't say highly. I'd say it's definitely going to be like an 8 out of a 10. Uh, and then I um, I have to say I got into this game um, and, you know, we're talking about backlogs. This 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 Assassin's Creed Odyssey is a very good game that I would say if you haven't played yet or if you played a little, play it a little bit more. Um, I don't know why I didn't didn't get totally into it, but I'm into it now and I'm looking to finish it. I have to say that game is, is fantastic. From graphics to the way you you know go around the world, uh, that game, uh, give it a try. Try to get it on sale. Uh, it's 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 by far one of my favorite. Uh, I'm not a big uh, Assassin's Creed fan, but from from in the series, it is by far my favorite of of the series. I'm gonna look to finish it. I have to say, I have a, I, it's a long game. So I played it for about ten hours, but um, yeah, uh, I, I'd recommend that too. And then then I play NBA 2K like I usually did, but haven't been playing. I've been trying to work. Uh, to, to get this money up for uh, E3, you know, I'm trying Good to get times it to are coming. To <laughs> a point, yeah, to a point where we can spend the money because, you know, it's going to be a lot of money. So I've been working overtime and with my schedule and my travel, it's been it's been hard to play games. But hmm. when I do, I, I get it a big chunk and I did that this week, which I was happy about. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I've been uh, I've been bouncing back and forth between a few games, but I've been taking advantage of Game Pass a lot recently, and I downloaded The Surge because it um, it recently popped up on Game Pass, got added, and um, I'm actually I'm enjoying it so far. It's like um, Dark Souls meets like sci-fi kind of, if you want to like sum it up. And, you know, I mean, it's kicking my butt in a lot of ways, but I, I, I like the aesthetics of it. It seems kind of cool. So I've, I don't know, I've just been playing around with that. But otherwise, I haven't really gone into a lot of other games. Um, kind of take a, took a break a bit. But, uh, yeah, you know what? We, as we were talking about before the show, I'm really looking forward to trying out Void Bastards um, when it comes out on Game Pass Day 1. I think it's next week or the week after but i'm really stoked to try that out it seems up my alley like a strategic first person shooter kind of a thing so really looking forward to that guys um and with that i think that about wraps things up for tonight's show and guys a big shout out to everyone in the chat for participating and also to everyone listening in guys like dreadpool uh, Shinbeam, Brian Wood, who else do we got here? 108 Dragons TV, Peter Young, Brian, uh, Doc had joined in. Thank you, Doc. Shizno Elite, uh, all kinds of great guys. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Bo- Boogie jumped in, too. Yeah, Boogie had jumped in earlier. I saw Siberia. He had tweeted out something. A uh, whole bunch, a whole slew of people. Thank you, guys. You know, we really love and appreciate everyone that 
shows up for the show. And if you happen to enjoy the show, guys, then please leave a like and share this sucker out to all of your friends. You know, show the TXR love and consider subscribing for more gaming banter. Um, Southbound, where can these fine people uh, follow you at? No, you guys can hit me up on Twitter, Southbound110, at Southbound110. Yeah, you know, I like I like to talk to people. You know what I mean. Hit me up, we'll tell a joke, bullshit, whatever. And that's pretty much it. Good luck, guys. All right, all right. Uh, Tim Dog, and uh, hey, you had some pretty well set points tonight. Where can all these gaming fans find you? Well, I'm on Twitter. You can find me there at Beastfire Tim Dog. Pretty easy. Uh, Beastfire and then Tim Dog, and uh, you'll see a big flaming. Uh, on fire xbox guy uh just just click the follow button and, and hit me up i respond to everyone that hits up so you know uh mm -hmm. that's where you can find me and um you can also find me here sunday nights don't forget our dx <laughs> uh megatron you know it's always a fun night uh with uh, my decepticon friend here uh where can the podcast uh, faithful find you um, on uh, Xbox One, my gamer tag is Megatron One, and on Twitter, uh, Megatron underscore one nine seven five. Hit me up, follow, play some games, talk about whatever, whenever. I thought you were gonna say McDonald's. McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy's thinking about a Big Mac right now. Uh, no, yeah, no McDonald's. Know, Not tonight, anyway. Uh, how's you, you do, you, you're always on the diet for E3. You doing good? Uh, you know, old habits are hard to break. So We were just talking about him eating chips last night in the party. It's it. It's, 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 it's going. I have my ups and downs. More ups and downs. But. That's all right. You know, uh, oh, well, you'll be having a good time at E3 in any case. There will um, be no diet restrictions in L.A. I'm sorry. It'll be Chinese no. whatever barbecue and this and that and just wings <laughs> and light beer fries and I, I yeah, just it's good times, man. Matron, Don Perignon and caviar. Yes, sir. Beautiful. <laughs> All right, guys. And uh, of course, you know me, Invader Gaming. You can find me on YouTube, Invader Gaming. And always, you know, you can hit me up on Twitter at Invader underscore 1986. And again, everyone, thanks for tuning in. Uh, just a heads up, uh, we're not sure about next week's show. We might postpone it because it is the Memorial Day weekend, but we're still working out things how we're going to do that. But uh, follow the TXR podcast on Twitter to find out about uh, what's going to be going on for that show, and we'll definitely let you know. Um, but with that said, guys, have a good night. I hope you guys got caught up on the Game of Thrones finale. And, uh, yeah, just take it easy, guys. And, uh, we'll hopefully catch you next week. And if not, the week after. Take it easy. Later. Later on. Peace.